0: Anna, you've watched your second film I have, Yeah. your journey joining the MCU, Iron Man 2 from 2010. Now, before we start, I have a uh, confession to make. Oh. We technically have skipped a film. What? So, there's a film that was made in 2008 called The Incredible Hulk that came out at the same time as the first Iron Man film. But it's technically a sequel to a film that's not in the MCU, an earlier Hulk film with Eric Banner. None of the actors in that film appear again in the MCU, bar kind of like a side character. The next time you meet the Hulk, the actor is someone completely different, and the events of that film kind of are not even referenced.
1: Well, its I mean, I think that's... You know, I would have rather you'd had a bit more faith in me to um, be able to process that info because.
0: Oh, it was less. It was less uh, not having faith in you. More, I couldn't be bothered to watch that film, and I wanted to just get stuck in. <clears throat> okay, it's so all about you. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. yeah. Fine. man two we'll start as we always do with quick three round trivia questions okay question one sam rockwell plays one of the baddies and a rival tech ceo named justin what what was his surname slash also the name of his company something industries
1: is it it's something like a bit embarrassing sounding like rimmer or
0: something like that close hammer closer Hammer. hammer hammer yeah Justin Hammer.
1: Justin Hammer. Interesting. He was a a good character, I thought. Question
0: two. More is revealed of the spy organisation S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm. The head of S.H.I.E.L.D., Nick Fury, has a chat with Tony, reveals that his dad Howard was a founding member of the organisation and Agent Coulson returns to babysit Stark. But we're introduced to the super spy Black Widow, played by who?
1: Is that the uh, Scarlett Johansson character? Yeah. Black Widow. Yeah, she was quite. Uh, She's quite nifty on her feet, wasn't she?
0: And then, third and final question: The core chemical element in the arc reactor in Tony's chest is poisoning him. Where does he find the secret? To the new element that replaces and solves the problem. Um, where, like, hid- where was it hidden? I, did, I didn't think it was hidden.
1: I thought he made it. I thought he made it in his um, lab that he's got
0: downstairs in his flat. That was correct, but it was hidden in the floor plan of his dad's expo in New York.
1: Oh right, okay, missed that. I did. Um, I must say, I did um, drift off a little bit in the middle of this one. That might give you a bit of a hint as to you know how I felt about this film as compared to the last one. Yeah.
0: When people rank the MCU films, Iron Man 2 ends up floating to the bottom in those lists. Um, what did you think?
1: I'm a bit surprised to hear that. <laughs> I didn't think it was as good as the first one. I thought it was a bit slower at the beginning. I thought it took longer to get going. And the premise of the initial film, I think I think that really throws you right into it. And there's a lot, there's action at the beginning and they introduce the central concepts quite quickly in the first film. And it's, it, I think it's just quite good from the beginning. Whereas this film, I thought it took, longer to get going although I must say I did find the, the very first scene absolutely hilarious. So I th- I th- that was one thing that I thought was really good about the film is um, the character of Iron Man he's just become a, just a comedy gold in my view. He's absolutely <laughs> hilarious. He's so ridiculous. Pastiche, really, wasn't it? That scene where he's talking at the expo, like a rock star, with all those um, girls, you know, in bikinis dancing, which I like to think is, well, I, I would hope is, um, and I think is quite sort of tongue-in-cheek. And, you know, I think you're supposed to feel a- slightly embarrassed by that. I think he is supposed to be someone that you kind of cringe at, but also recognise as having a charisma and humour. So, yeah, I thought the first scene was really, really funny. Funny, but just as um, in terms of if you look at the film as a series of acts and how the how the tension builds and how the story develops I thought it was slower.
0: It's one of those films where it identifies what works what people enjoyed about the first one and tries to do similar without necessarily breaking new ground not that that's hmm. necessarily a bad thing but I, eventually it might be too much of a good thing.
1: Yeah I thought it moved on in some ways I thought yeah as I say I thought his character became kind of more so you know he was funny in the first film and he's, his character is more developed in that direction in the second one and as you said yesterday after we watched it i agree with you my objections to the sappy uh pots she's not quite as wet pepper pot you know it's like such a pointless useless item you know it's really diminutive isn't it i think it's quite sort of diminishing in a way. You know, I'm not suggesting that it was intentionally sexist, but I think having this sort of useless female character who just walks around in high heels with a clipboard for the first film, who's also called Pepper Pot, is sort of says it all really but she's better in the second one um and I liked how they're I started to kind of believe in their relationship a bit more I felt that um they did actually have a kind of bond and a connection that I was a bit more interested in I suppose she she becomes the CEO doesn't she she's still quite sort of whiny and she has that slightly disciplinary nagging wife vibe she's at least exerting some influence on the story as it develops I guess.
0: You said about the first film where she was just kind of she was there to be rescued. Yes, um, yes, Whereas actually kind of in the third act of this one, where she is in terms of Sam Rockwell's character, she kind of takes charge and is like bossing the police about in terms of evacuating in the mm. park. And she's kind of taking control of that situation.
1: Yeah, she she, she has more to do in this film and, and that's good. And I think she also communicates with him as more of an equal, whereas I think she seemed quite simpering and deferential and, you know, adoring almost sort of latent... Um, reverence for him in the first one whereas she seems a bit more like a peer to him in this one which I thought was good and there's another good female character as well, I think Scarlett Johansson is is quite, I mean she's fairly one dimensional but I I thought she was quite a good character as well and as I said I liked her I don't watch a lot of films with Punch-ups or fighting, or um, you know, don't watch a lot of superhero films or martial arts films. But I thought her fighting style seemed quite unusual. I hadn't really seen anything like that. She sort of loops around. She kind of hooks onto someone and sort of swings, swings her body around and she doesn't really sort of punch people in the face too much, does she? She's got a very unique no, style,
0: like quite acrobatic.
1: Acrobatic, yeah, like like that description, yeah. So I, I quite liked her. What's the name of his? Frank, so moving on to his, um, um, the guy who's got, it's Don Cheadle in this film, and it was someone else in the first uh, film. J- uh,
0: Colonel James Rhodes.
1: Rhodes, roadie.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: I didn't think he was great in this film. I thought it was, so one of, one of the bits I really thought was stupid was um, there's a bit where he gets drunk, isn't there, at his p- birthday party and starts um, acting up, and that's used as the premise on which, his sort of best friend, Rhodey, you know, starts laying down the law, steals one of his Iron Man costumes and gets in a kind of physical fight with him. And then, and then steals, steals the suit for the narrative. I guess they wanted that bit of jeopardy where um, there's this division between him and his friend. And that sets up a bit of drama. But I just thought the premise for that was really weak, but he wasn't being bad enough at all. He was just, he was just drunk at a party and was sort of blowing up some champagne bottles. I mean, it's not, it's not great behavior, but the argument of the the way I read that was that they were very concerned about other people developing similar suits, and that the technology might fall into the hands of malign um, agents. Rather than you might get drunk and do something stupid, he wasn't really doing anything dangerous, was he? I thought. I th- I just thought I thought I was over over the top, and it would. And I just it, I, that sort of. Ruined that scene for me a bit because I kept I just felt confused and I was like why is he why is he so het up about the fact that he's got drunk it just the the kind of je- jeopardy and tension in that scene just wasn't really borne out by any re- real events so at least that's the way I think maybe I mean maybe I'd, I might have drifted off a bit earlier on I missed something I don't, I don't know but, <laughs> but I didn't like that bit. One thing that I noticed was a bit different in this film, I felt like the good that was being aimed at in the first film was a more kind of global justice thing, which is why his first positive action as Iron Man is to fly off to another country and help some, well, I don't know if they're refugees, but they are kind of coming in to rescue them, essentially, whereas in this film... The scene in—I um, don't know where they are—but he's—it's a political context, and he's basically saying. Um, for, for, he says something like, "I privatized, I privatized world peace," um, but what. What it really seems to be is that the the real achievement is that he has kind of put America right at the top of the pile, and that's why when they are expressing concerns about this technology existing and them're not controlling it, they talk about Iran and um China and North Korea having kind of copying the technology or developing their own technology, which I think kind of maps onto you know there are obviously um, parallels with debates about nuclear weapons which is you know there's this idea that it's fine for america and um you know w- you know western european countries to have nuclear weapons but if any other countries develop them then that's really bad and that um they should be stopped immediately i thought that seemed like it was an assumption of the film at the same time as it wanting to kind of critique c- critique the arms trade and critique um military interventions as well I found it a bit sort of looking both ways on that. The other thing in there is the the idea of technology itself as being a force for good in the world um, and innovation and scientific development. I felt that was discussed a bit more in this film and that's partly to do with his father. There was a bit more focus on his father and his father's kind of aims and objectives and what he was trying to do and that that's one of the interesting things when you find out that his father was involved in in shield they talk about that a bit more directly um as a as a kind of theme or concept rather than just you know he's this you know individual man, this powerful man who's in control of all these resources that has a a kind of epiphany and like realizes that he should be doing sort of this rather than that. I thought there was some kind of uh, a bit a bit more engagement with questions about technology and development itself because it isn't just uh military stuff is it it's this they talk more about um energy and you know this thing in his chest that is keeping him alive so that, that was quite interesting I thought there was more of that in this film so I did I did think it was I did think it was good I, did, I definitely didn't think it was rubbish I was preparing myself for to, you know disappointment because um loads of people said to me oh yeah Iron, Iron Man 2's quite crap but I sort of didn't really understand why people thought it was crap actually. I didn't think it was loads worse than the first one at all. I just thought the first one excited me more because it was sort of new to me and uh that, you know it was being introduced to the whole concept of Iron Man. Um Do do you think it's do you think it's what do you think about um it being significantly worse than the first film?
0: At the time, lots of people complained that it did too much setting up of future storylines, rather than dealing with its own film. Uh, but then, kind of when you rewatch it in the context of knowing, obviously not for you, but for me, in the context of what comes next, then that's less of an issue. Where those plot lines aren't left open, I know where they're going. Yeah, and it does. I mean, a good example of how the MCU might grow. This is only the second film we've watched, and at the end of the first film, we had one superhero, and at the end of this film, we've got three: Iron Man, Black Widow, and War Machine.
1: Yeah,
0: what's War Machine? That's Rodi' superhero name.
1: Oh, so does he stay in his? He get he's allowed to keep the
0: suit? Potentially, <laughs> I just think somewhere. that's.
1: I, I just I thought that was. Well, I thought Tony would be livid. You know, it, I don't think I would be very happy if someone just broke into my wardrobe and just help themselves to one of my dresses without asking and this is a lot worse than that.
0: Yeah, exactly. No one no one's gonna put a big gun on one of your dresses. Well exactly, exactly. So
1: oh well, we'll have to wait and see what happens. Looking forward to the next one.
0: You need to give it your rating without oh, yeah. zero to hundred and eighty, the degrees of okay. thumbs up or okay. thumbs down. So what what are you uh Can you, you still can you see me still? Yes.
1: Okay. So I would say
0: Okay, so we're looking at maybe ninety-five, just past, just past halfway. I give it maybe a bit more 100. than that. I give
1: it a bit more than that. I enjoyed it, you know.
0: Okay, so look at hundred degrees, hundred out of one hundred eighty.
1: I mean, it depends what you're comparing it to. I mean, it's not, it's not up there with my favourite films. Let's just put it that way. Thank you for listening to the Deptford Cinema podcast. For more information about our current online activities, please visit our website, www.depfordcinema.org.
0: Cinema. Cinema, the right place for film lovers. So yeah, end credit scene, as always. Halfway through the film, Phil Coulson, one of the agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., says, oh, I've got to go to New Mexico, there's something going on, and then we see the start of that plot in their end credits what what you what your thinkings theorizes theorizing theories theories What, what are you thinking what's your theory
1: um oh i mean i saw a hammer lying there and i think thor had a hammer and i think uh thor's involved in that somehow i think he's made that hole in the ground. By, I don't know, sneezing or something. I don't know. Something's happened, hasn't it? Um,
0: well, yeah. Uh, I mean, Thor's our next film. So I think we'll find out quite quickly where that plot line goes.
1: Yes. I mean, I'm not quite sure how that big hole in the ground came about. Maybe he threw something. Can he? Can Thor, does he live on another planet and fly around in space or not? No. Well, Because if he did, then he could have picked up like a asteroid or something and thrown it at, the, at Earth and it would have made a crater like that. But... I don't know what, you know, I don't know why he would do that. If you have any questions or suggestions for future podcasts or would like to get involved as a volunteer, please email us at info at deptfordcinema.org.